When it comes to suffering, you can usually trace it to one of three things. We'll talk about it today on a daily Bible study with Pastor Mark. As Peter is wrapping up his book, he speaks primarily to elders, but in speaking to elders, he's really speaking to all of us when he talks about three specific things that we need to be on guard about. And there's some great verses in this chapter that help us think about why we may suffer. We know that suffering is difficult to explain. It's difficult to put put a finger on and say, this is why this person is suffering. But we do know that if we listen to the devil, if we give into our flesh, and if we follow the world, that those are going to be a recipe for disaster. It's going to take us down a path that's going to lead to some pain and difficulty and suffering. And that's really what he spends this last chapter talking about, which is that we need to not do what the world does. That's how he starts by talking to the elders. He says, look, don't lead like the world tells you to lead. The world tells you to be dominating and to be the person who sets back and lets everybody else do the work. And yet, as a leader, this is not what we're called to do. We're called to lead from the from up front. We're called to lead by example, he says. In, in fact, he says that we should be an example of the flock. We're not going to lead with for shameful gain or eagerly. We're not going to dominate over those who God has placed under our care. But instead, we're going to be an example to the flock. So he talks first about the world and how that we should not do things the way the world does them. Instead, we should do them the way that God wants us to do them. So he starts by warning us about the world. Then he moves into the flesh. He says in verse number five, likewise, you who are younger, be subject to your elders. So he's talking about humility. He's talking about humbling yourself, which is something that we are not encouraged to do in the world but yet we are consistently encouraged to do in the Word of God. In fact, he says, clothe yourself, all of you, with humility toward one another. And why is that? For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. If I live a life of arrogance, this is going to put me directly at odds with God, and he will humble me. So a lot of people are suffering because God is trying to humble them because of their pride. And so Peter warns us, God opposes the proud. And Peter would have a lot of experience in this. I mean, he he did a lot of proud things. Remember when he told Jesus in the upper room that he was not going to deny him, even though Jesus said it was going to happen. He didn't throw himself in humility asking for Jesus' help. Instead, he doubled down and, and was really exposed his pride. And God did humble him. It says there in verse 6 then, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you. And then I love this, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Pride keeps you from admitting you need help. And that's why humility says, I'm inadequate. I can't do this. I need your help. And what Peter promises us is that if we ask God for help, he will help us. If we cast all our fears, anxieties on him, he will help us because he cares deeply 
for us. The final thing Paul warns us about in relationship to what may lead to our suffering is he warns us about the devil. And he describes him as an adversary. He's not our friend. He is our adversary. In fact, I read several commentaries before I do the podcast, and I just want to read what one of the commentaries I read said about this particular passage. It says, The devil is an adversary, not a friend. He is a roaring lion, not a playful pet. He wants to devour you, and you had better be on guard. And that is great advice when it comes to the fact that we have an enemy in Satan who wants to destroy us. He does not love us. He does not care about us. He does not want for the best for us. He just hates us, and he hates God. And he, he hates us in particular because he hates God so much, and he wants to hurt us because he, he knows that it hurts God. So what should we do then? Verse 9, we should resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same kind of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. To him be the dominion forever and ever. Amen. So we have three things that we want to watch out for that will lead to our suffering if we're not careful. One is the world, two is the flesh, and three is the devil. So let's keep our eyes on Jesus, acknowledging that it's going to be a little hard down here from time to time. But if we'll stay true to him, in the end, it'll totally be worth it. Jesus, we thank you for this book that we have been able to walk through. What a encouragement First Peter has been for me. Lord, I know that life will be hard for all of us down here. I pray for those who are suffering right now. And maybe it's because they're being put through a test or maybe they've made some mistakes that have led to their suffering. I pray, Lord, that they would feel your comfort and know that you are with them and you will walk with them even through the valley of the shadow of death. So they may they lean into you today, I pray in your name, Jesus. Amen. Have a great Wednesday, everybody. Talk to you tomorrow.